It's Humboldt Today with John Kennedy O'Connor. Welcome to Humboldt Today, Lost Coast Outpost brand new newscast, bringing you the news from the Lost Coast and beyond with me, John Kennedy O'Connor. Kicking off again with the weather, many parts of Humboldt and Del Norte counties remain under flood warnings despite the welcome appearance of the sun and blue skies Wednesday. Three active disasters remain in place for Humboldt County and flood warnings remain through to the end of Wednesday before water levels will begin to recede. On Tuesday evening, downed trees blocked Highway 101 North, just south of Eureka, disrupting the evening commute. And further south, the highway remains choked as the roadway dropped several feet earlier in the week near Cooks Valley. Several local roads remain closed due to flooding. Our Andrew Goff took this video of flooding near Hookton Tuesday evening, with multiple drivers attempting to navigate the rising waters, leading to vehicles becoming stranded. The McCann Ferry remains out of operation and many local roads remained closed Wednesday due to floodwaters, slides and downed trees. Caltrans are recommending you check with them for closures due to flooding, mudslides and tree falls before setting off on any journey and to exercise precautions. PG&E are again warning of further power outages over the coming days. Information on current outages are available at pge.com alerts. With the floodwaters and more rain from the atmospheric river heading our way, farmlands have been badly hit across the county. Under current legislation, cannabis businesses are ineligible for federally funded programs or aid from the Federal Emergency Management Agency. That's according to a new report from CalMatters. State funds that could provide disaster relief to communities dependent on cannabis farming could also be unavailable. The governor is set to visit flooded regions in the southern part of the state Wednesday. As many cultivators are, use undocumented labour, the impact on those workers could be disastrous as unemployment benefits and aid would not be available to the displaced workforce. Estimates are that 6 out of 10 farm workers are not eligible for unemployment or other benefits. Many of the farm workers without work due to the flooding are also finding themselves without shelter as encampment areas have become inaccessible. According to CalMatters, the California Department of Cannabis Control did not respond to questions Tuesday regarding making aid available to farms and cannabis growers. Their full article from CalMatters is available to read on the outpost. Staying with environmental news, earlier this month the outpost Ryan Burns reported widespread concerns about this year's salmon fishing season by the industry. CalMatters is now reporting that a council of West Coast fishery managers plans to cancel this year's salmon season in California. The move comes in response to a dramatic fall in Chinook populations. The cancellation is expected to put hundreds of commercial fishermen out of work in our region along the north coast. Recreational anglers will also be barred from fishing due to the move. The 2022 economic value of the state salmon fishing industry was estimated to be $460 million from the season that would normally run from May to October. This is only the third time California's salmon season has been shut down completely, the last time being 2009. Runs on the Klamath River saw just 22,000 spawning Chinook in 2022, and reports indicate that only 62,000 adult Chinook returned to the Sacramento River to spawn last year, a half of the minimum target. Both Ryan Burns' article and the full report from CalMatters is available to read right now on The Outpost. In crime news, Crescent City Police have arrested four people now facing child pornography charges, with Police Chief Richard Griffin telling the Wild Rivers Outpost that the cases involve a local victim. The arrest followed information from the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. 22-year-old Tarte Kennedy was arrested on suspicion of downloading child pornography, 
with police discovering videos allegedly involving a six-year-old that Chief Griffin believes may have been made with Kennedy's girlfriend, 18-year-old Aliyah Price, who fled the area. But she has since turned herself in and is booked into the Humboldt County Jail. Kennedy faces charges of oral copulation with a minor, possessing obscene matters involving a minor and other charges. More charges are expected against the pair as inspections of devices continue. The parents of the child involved had no knowledge of the activity and investigators believe the child's sibling may also be a victim. A second arrest took place March 8th on Washington Boulevard when 68-year-old Howard Coates was taken into custody. Coates is facing a charge of possessing obscene matter involving a child under 14 years of age following the seizure of several devices at the residence, with Coates reportedly admitting to downloading child pornography to law enforcement. Further inquiries led to police interviewing Coates' unnamed roommate who was transported to Sutter Coast Hospital following a medical episode after admitting to law enforcement that they had downloaded child pornography. Charges are pending following their hospitalisation. A third search warrant led to the arrest of 28-year-old Rod Mustard Jr. on March 13th on Northcast Drive. Chief Griffin tells the outpost Mustard admitted to downloading child pornography and has been charged with sexual exploitation of a minor and possessing obscene material. Chief Griffin is working with the DA's office to move forward with prosecutions, telling the outpost that these types of cases are particularly difficult for law enforcement staff due to the nature of the evidence that has to be reviewed. Also in Delnort County, a K-9 sergeant assisted CCPD officers in the arrest of 37-year-old Christopher Moore, who was suspected of an assault. Moore initially resisted arrest on Northcrest Drive in Crescent City and made threats to the officers leading to K-9 Sergeant Costia being deployed. Moore had a history of attacking law enforcement officers and was subdued after apparently making an attempt to physically confront the arresting officer. Moore is now in custody at the Delnort Correctional Facility facing various charges. Soham's Health Mobile Clinic has released its March schedule, expanding its reach in the southern community and Eel River Valley. Patients can be seen for general health and wellness exams, plus minor illnesses such as colds and coughs, and vaccinations, checks for diabetes, high blood pressure, respiratory concerns and minor wound treatment is all available at the clinics. This Thursday, March 16th, the clinic will be at the Rio del Volunteer Fire Department on Centre Street from 10am until 3pm. Call 707-923-3921 to schedule an appointment or future appointments in Petrolia March 23rd and Shelter Cove March 30th. Governor Newsom is proposing delaying the promised $1.2 billion in loans and grants that will build housing for students at affordable rates. The money was pledged in last year's state budget but may now be delayed for a year. The move is part of efforts to balance the projected budget deficit, although lawmakers have responded that they will protect the affordable student housing plan. The Governor's plan will cut one-third off the planned spending for 2023 to 2024, with the third portion being available in 2025. There will be no spending on no-interest loans until at least 2025. For the University of California, the state grant supplement plans to construct an extra 22,000 beds by 2028. With recent plans announced to house Cal Poly Humboldt students on a floating campus, the necessity to develop student housing in the Humboldt area has become a major local issue. Cal Matters full article with responses from lawmakers and student bodies is available to read on the outpost. The Eureka Planning Commission adopted a resolution on Tuesday evening to declare three city-owned parcels as surplus to make way for mixed-use development along Eureka's waterfront. The parcels are gravel lots situated between C and F streets. 
During Tuesday's meeting, city staff explained that the lots must be declared surplus for, in order for the city to sell or lease the property. Eureka City Manager Mark Slattery told the outpost last week that the city hopes to develop housing on the parcels, likely as one component of a project that would include ground floor retail, parking and other amenities. The Commission has dropped plans to declare an annex to the Clark Historical Museum as surplus. The Planning Commission voted unanimously to declare the parcels as surplus. Eureka City Council is expected to discuss the item next month. The sun came out Wednesday, but despite the break in the rain, floodings in our area remain an issue as rivers and creeks remain above their flood levels. Thursday is looking like it will be rain-free and the sun is predicted to be sticking around, but the rain is coming back for late Friday and for the weekend. Looking at the Humboldt Today weather forecast for Thursday, after overnight average temperatures dropped significantly to around 32 degrees, leading to a Thursday morning frost, things should then warm up nicely to 54 degrees with sunny skies. Mild winds of up to 10 miles per hour out of the south should make it a pleasant day across the county. It will warm up to 54 in Eureka. Arcata will be even warmer, reaching 57. Fortuna will also be sunny and warm with a high of 58. Inland it will be very cold Wednesday night with Hooper temperatures down to 32, but a nice and sunny 61 will warm things up Thursday. Redway will also be equally cold tonight and warm up to 61 Thursday with sunny skies. Remember folks that the flooding alerts remain in place at least through Wednesday evening for Del Norte and Humboldt counties and more rain is indeed predicted for the weekend. As you may have seen on the outpost in the first of Lost Coast Outpost news series, Humboldt Conversations, I have the chance to meet with recently elected county clerk and register of voters Juan Pablo Cervantes to talk about the upcoming election season and other issues that may impact county elections. Plus, he gave us his thoughts on the proposed changes to the campaign contributions limitation discussed at this week's supervisors meeting. That conversation is available to watch on lostcoastoutpost.com and keep an eye out for another new series coming to the outpost very soon, Humboldt Tea Time, when I'll be sitting down over a nice cuppa with local newsmakers to share their perspectives on Humboldt County, life, the universe and everything. Congratulations to Huntington Christian School 6th grader Miller Ruiz who has won a statewide contest to name Caltrans' new mascot Safety Sam. He was chosen from more than 1,800 entries. Our Andrew Goff's creation, Coney, was previously appearing on Caltrans documentation as the organisation's unofficial mascot, and it would appear that Safety Sam and Coney are very closely related indeed. Perhaps they're brothers. Thanks to everyone who took part in our last Humboldt Today poll. It seems that opinion is mixed, but just under 40% of Humboldt Today viewers do support plans to limit individual campaign contributions for supervisors' elections to just $500. For today's Humboldt Today poll, as our Andrew Goff's video shows, driving into flooded areas is not the greatest idea. So, what action would you take if you happen upon a flooded Humboldt road? Click below to register your vote and indeed to comment on all of Humboldt Today's news. And those are the main stories around the Lost Coast today. Click on the homepage for all the details of these stories and for more on what's happening and coming up on lostcoastoutpost.com. Thank you for joining us for Humboldt Today today. Join us again for the next Humboldt Today tomorrow. And don't forget to click below for today's Humboldt Today poll. So until the next Humboldt Today, stay dry and warm everyone and have a good evening. Bye bye.